0: Hey there, you've reached the voicemail of Molly Ambergie. Sorry that I can't come to the phone right now. I'm currently recording the next episode of the Casually Molly podcast. So hang up your phone, don't leave me a voicemail and go listen to this episode. It's about to get started. SJ, don't hurt him Star Trek lingo, I redshirt him Now don't ask if I'm a Trekkie, just something I picked up Back up before you test me, you doing way too much Police gon' come arrest me for fucking your ass up But then they'll straight and catch me Cause bro, you just playing suck There I go again, that rant was non-canon let the channel back to regular programming The alphabet was murdered, all but one letter died All time, all I could think, where the hell was I? So he could get away, but caught that little bugger But should it be humane, use bullets that were rubber The non-lethal things, the motherfuckers they riot the power for your week on second thought don't try it actually don't do shit your are lazy it's the way to goes. so couch potato don't worry if it don't make sense now that's not what it's about stop tripping learn
1: how okay i think
2: i think we're good
1: i can hear you can you hear me i can hear you if i cut out
2: you have to let me know
1: Oh, I will. Don't okay. worry. But you sound great. First of oh, all, hey. <laughs> so <hi. laughs> I downloaded this cool app. This is how crazy the world is, Dana. And it is yes. called Tape a Call. And Shut so, up. yeah, so that way I can actually do podcast episodes via phone. And then I, what I do is I call this number first, and then huh. I merge your phone number in, and then it tapes our um
2: um that is amazing.
1: So I was like, not to scare you while you're uh, grading papers, but
2: oh if you God, ever want to
1: solve crime someday. <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> like... We would make the best crime writing duo, let's be
1: honest. Um, well, anyway, <laughs> I miss you. You are the I bomb. I you, too. I love
2: you, um,
1: too. Yes, I love you. Um, first of all, uh, for the podcast episode, just for that, I'll just introduce you as my BFF from Cincinnati, Dana Um We have been through everything together. Um, if you listen to Aaron Porter's episode, who is a local St. Louis comedian, we talked about how I uh, took a guy down at the Lachman and over the Rhine <laughs>
0: District, and this
1: is me. This is the Dana that I was discussing. <laughs> Hi everyone. Hi, yes. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of the higher education sector to uh talk with me on my episode. Uh basically That's what cool. happened was that uh Jimmy and I recorded an episode last night <laughs> and <laughs> We, uh let me tell you what, we just were not happy with it. The poor guy's like, we can do it over, we can do it again. And I was like, no, you know what, I think we're just tired. We should do it another time. And I was going to be like, oh, you know what, I'm just not going to post one tonight. But I was like, no, you know what, I'm going to call this casually scrap it. And uh we're going to talk to people about the times that they just had to casually scrap it and just start all over again. So I want to know from you, Dana Schmitty, <laughs> why, why... uh while you were uh, casually scrapping it and what went down. Oh,
2: man, where to start with this one? Um, Well, it's a very long story that I will shorten for the podcast. Um, So I went to grad school um, in from 2013 to 2016. Um, I got my master's degree in clinical counseling, She's very
1: smart, guys. She's
2: just... So so I graduated in 2016, and I thought I was, like, on top of the world. I thought I was just killing it. Um, And I got a job as a therapist in a private practice. You know, it's funny when your gut is telling you that you're doing all the right things, you're in the right place in life, and you find out that you're not. It's really strange. You start to question your own judgment and everything. I was with someone that I love, and I had what I thought was this great group of friends here in Cincinnati. Um, and it all kind of just fell apart, like, in a day. Uh, and that included my job. I was so excited to be working As a therapist at this private practice, and uh, it didn't work out, and I was so lost. Like, that's the best way I know how to describe it. I felt like I just spent three years in grad school killing myself to get this degree, to do this thing I love, to help people, and it just wasn't working out. And then on the same day, my boyfriend called me. I remember it like it was yesterday. On a Monday, uh broke up with me and a best friend that I had here in Cincinnati, we had a falling out on the same exact day. Yeah. <laughs> like, talk about a bad day, you know? <laughs> right. I
1: actually remember all of this, but <laughs> I know. You yes.
2: I know it was not a good situation. Um <laughs> yeah it was really really bad and 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 the unfortunate part is that i the best friend that I had I was working with at the private practice and so i I was in this really tough situation and I tried to keep working there and make it work, but it just it just was not working so here I am at twenty seven going through a brutal breakup um you know a a a breakup of a friendship and kind of mourning the loss of like this career that I thought I really thought that that's what I was supposed to be doing with my life. And it just all crashed and burned and blew up in flames. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really bad. Um And it, it felt like it happened in like the snap of my fingers. It was awful. And so um, it Those next, like, five or six months after that were really, really tough. I I didn't know who my friends were. I was alone. um, And I I didn't know what to do for work. I mean, it was just awful. It was just, like, one of those times in life where you're literally just, like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right.
2: It's like as an adult, you, like, you know, you, you follow what you think is this, like, roadmap of how to be an adult and I went to grad school and I like got this degree and I got a job and I was dating the guy and I thought that things were going to turn out so differently and then when they didn't it was just I I couldn't handle it my whole mental state everything like I just couldn't handle it and um at the time, so I lived with my parents, as you know, during grad school.
1: Yeah. Hi, Mom and Dad. <laughs> hey,
2: Mom. Hey, Dad. <laughs> uh,
1: wherever they, they are, hello. <laughs> yes,
2: they are the, the two best people on the face of this earth for dealing with me through this time because I was not an easy person to deal with. Um, I I mean, in all honesty, I was so depressed. Um, and I, I couldn't get out of bed. You know, my mom really was just my champion through that time she got me up she got me eating you know my dad would get me to go on walks and all of these like basic things and I just it's hard being in your 20s I don't have to tell you that like it's so hard trying to figure out who you are and what you're supposed to do with this life and I thought I had all the answers and then all of a sudden it was gone and right. so at twenty seven it was like how do you how do you figure out what you want to do with your life? How do you go about making new friends and like let's not even get started on how do you start dating again like that was the farthest thing.
1: oh yeah, I remember
2: <laughs> that was so hard. It was just right. Like, I don't even have two feet on, I don't even have one foot on the ground how How in the world do you start over?" at 27 and you know I think as young people we often get like grouped into this millennial culture of oh for me my life is so hard this and that and and I by no means am I trying to say that I wasn't very blessed that I had my parents support during this time um, oh
1: absolutely yeah you yeah, know yeah,
2: yeah but you can't fight depression with logic. It just doesn't work.
1: It doesn't yeah. It doesn't
2: work. We all know that. You you can you can't reason yourself out of depression. And so um you know I started applying for jobs little by little, but it was really hard because I just I, I mean I was just out of it. Like I had no energy. I couldn't function. I felt like I had just I felt like I was a walking zombie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Sadly
2: sadly, that's what depression does to you. And so, you know, um, it took it took a good three, four months for me to like get back to just functioning as a normal adult. You know, um, I I ended up getting a job taking teaching painting classes and that was like a saving grace looking back on it now um i i loved it it was the best thing that could have happened i met this like great group of people you know they're all my age we have similar interests and you really start to value like the smallest things in life like even just like grabbing some food after work with the group of people you work with like to me that was I could cry even talking about it something so right is something that I became like so incredibly thankful for um because you you don't realize until you lose everything Mm -hmm. how hard it is to get that stuff back
1: right Um, I know
2: and so like well, to everybody at Painting with a Twist on the West Side. Y'all saved me that that
1: <laughs> West Side
2: of Cincinnati. Yes. <laughs> <You guys. laughs> that group of people, I'll tell you what, I don't think they realized what I was going through or anything, but they they just like took me in as their own and they became like a second family to me. And it was I mean, it was everything. And so like after that, you know, I started kind of think like okay what am I going to do for work like real job adulting oh my god panic attack like this is terrifying
1: No, <laughs> you know I remember trust yeah. me I love that I've, I feel like I'm watching our whole lives back when we were in Cincinnati together <laughs> and uh, for those of you who don't know I was kind of in the same situation I had yes. moved back to Cincinnati and I was super depressed too I went through like a crazy breakup. and even though I was producing theater, people were like, Oh Molly's like so happy. She's so happy. Yep. But I was I was literally dying inside. So when yes. I was back, Dana like yes. messaged me and she's like, You're home. We're going out. We're doing stuff. <laughs> like I uh so it was great. We like but that was wonderful because even though it was hard at that time, Dana, in our lives and like mm-hmm. we went through a lot together. Um you know, it was great because she worked at the pet store that was right up the street from where I worked at the cakery. So we would, yeah. like, meet up afterwards and rest in peace Lachey's Bar. But oh, we, oh, <laughs> we used to crazy. go there all the
2: time. Yeah, it's crazy to look back time because, like, we really were going through similar situations. We were it, 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 without even realizing it. I think and like no,
1: not at all. Yeah, I was Like and, what's so funny is that I was always like, oh my god, Dana has her shit together. What? Like she's oh like god. in grad school and she's like doing all this stuff. And then Dana's like, oh my god, we're literally in Chicago producing a play right now. You have I was your like, shit together. <laughs>
2: Molly, Molly is like my idol. She has her shit together. Like she is fearless. Like she does all this amazing work um it's so funny like the Aww. the perception you have of other people while they're having a similar one of you
1: when you feel like you're dying. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Everybody is
2: like amazing.
1: Like it was crazy, but you know, what was great was like, even in that time we had each other and you know, like it was, it was so great to see you. Like, even though I know in the beginning when you thought that job was going to be for you and I know you were like super excited about it. I'm so much happier with where you are now. (laughs) Oh, like
2: same you have no idea <laughs> like, thank god thank, thank. truly 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 I am so thankful of yes I'm with you um yeah I I can't even like tell you how thankful I am and I was for you during that time Aww, as much same. as my, my family saved me and everyone else like you are the reason I got through all of that
1: and,
2: like Everything turned out great and I um <laughs> I, ended up, I ended up applying for a whole bunch of different jobs um and I interviewed for a bunch and didn't get them which
1: didn't help the situation <laughs> but I think that happens to everybody, you know, like,
2: yes, you're right. And so eventually I, um, I actually applied at Northern Kentucky university, which is where I got my master's degree and that's where I work now. And I do academic advising there, um, for our social workers and I teach there as well. And it's been, um, just amazing. I, 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 this sounds so cliche and I'm okay with it. I feel so thankful and lucky that like, I like going to work
1: every day. It's Oh I, that's not cliche at all. In fact you right. hardly ever hear people say that. So <laughs> Yeah,
2: actually you're right. You're totally right. And it's i I found new friends there and a whole different world of support that I was convinced like didn't exist anymore after all these things happened and and like you can attest to this too, Malls. I feel like when you're when you go through things like that, like you end up not trusting yourself and your own judgment. And I, and I remember like, I had a conversation with my dad one night and I was like, dad, like I am so terrified that this is going to blow up in my face and that I'm not making the right decisions because I thought I was making all the right decisions last time. Like I really thought that that was set in stone with those friends, that boyfriend, that job. And look what happened. And, like, I remember us sitting on the couch, and and he said, like, if you can't trust yourself, you can trust me. And I'm telling you, you're making the right
1: decision. Exactly. Um, and so
2: that all worked out. And it's, you know, it's, it's, talking about it now, like, it doesn't happen overnight. That literally took, like, a year and a half for me to really get out of that, like, deep, deep, depression and be able to function and like get through a whole day without breaking down. And like, I still have moments where I look back and I, I feel that pain. Um, I think like one thing that people don't realize about starting over and like scrapping it is that like, you can't erase what happened. You have to be able to like own, own your stuff and, and, take accountability for the mistakes that you made, but also acknowledge the mistakes that other people made and that that's more of a reflection of of who those people are and not a reflection of who you are. And that was like a huge part of my recovery through that time is just remembering like everybody makes mistakes. It doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make those people bad people. This is, Life And it's really, really hard. And we all have to get through it. However, we can figure out how to get through it.
1: Absolutely. And I think that people forget that sometimes is, again, like we just talked about the perception. And I know in our podcast, we've probably talked about that a few times. But yes. um we always talk about kind of like the markers that people have and the perceptions that people have. But, Definitely. You know, it it's it's crazy to me too, you know, we're talking from, you know, we're in our we're in our late twenties, so it, we talk about that perspective. But, you know, there's people all the time like who go through a divorce and like thought maybe mm-hmm. after like twenty one years of marriage they had the right person and then it wasn't the right person. Yeah. You know, or you know, suddenly you lose your job and you have to go start looking for another one. And this happens at like um all ages of the spectrum uh, when we uh, you did, unfortunately you didn't get to see it yet, but that's right, Dana. We'll just do it again. Um, yes. <laughs> for, we did. You knew about my play lady warrior. Of that course. Was in. Yeah. I yeah, love it
2: on social media and it was, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, nice. well, thanks. Say no. I, uh, <laughs> and it's like, not to quote myself. I want to make sure this is clear. I'm not just like quoting myself <laughs> out of the script, but what I wanted was the like general impression for those who left it was that we all kind of have these same thoughts at all different stages of life. Like we're like, if I don't have the partner or the job, am I even worthy or like, you know, yeah. like life just kind of goes on without you. Like if somebody dies, like you still have to pay for the funeral. Like these, these yep. things are hard in life and like, we don't always want to face those things, but we also don't have to do it alone. So it was yes. great because you and I had, we had, obviously we had great support systems from our families, but we also had, each other, which I think even brought us closer together. And I'm, I I'm so happy it did, obviously, but I I feel like that was such a critical time in our lives to understand a lot about ourselves and I know that a lot more are coming. <laughs> So, you're absolutely uh, right, you're so but lovely. we'll have each other, and it'll be yes. great. So, <laughs> and we will continue
2: to like take down the patriarchy at the Lockman. And you
1: know. <laughs> well, it's but, so funny when I told that story, I was like, you know, I am not doing it justice because Dana actually, because people here in St. Louis are always so funny. They're like Molly, like you're so sweet and you're so nice to people, and I'm like, that is absolutely correct, like. I definitely yes. pride myself on somebody that can get along with other people well. Um, I feel like that's a good quality for business as well as just for sure. in life.
2: For sure. <laughs> but like, and but like, the especially thing is, all of yeah. the listeners out there, I just want you to know Molly is the sweetest, kindest person. But she's also like this, like fierce mama bear kind of friend. <laughs> she, she, out of everyone I've ever met in my life is more fiercely protective of her friends and her family than anyone I know and and not only that but like protective of women in general and and you're a champion of like girls need to stick together and we need to have each other's backs like and I love that about you and
1: oh thanks babe
2: yes and I feel like some of that like awesome like energy rubbed off on me during this time that we you know were just talking about and like I've taken that with me and that's rubbed off on other people and it's just it's been amazing. You're you're honest to God, like the best person I
1: have in my life. And Oh Oh, I love you. You're a baby <laughs> <prize>. oh. <laughs> I know. And now look at us. Now I'm here in my loft just with my yeah. oh my God. Also I know I have these yes. like really cute Christmas lights I hung up that are like white and I was like I'm gonna keep them all year round but all year half... round right right yes, exactly except here's yes. the deal I don't know if it's like karma but <laughs> my <laughs> lights are like half off and half on now I don't know what's going on <laughs> I don't know what happened because Jimmy made a joke last night he was like oh I don't know if this is the same and I was, I thought he was just like kidding around but like no they're they're definitely half off but That's I yeah.
2: think like the perfect like the perfect (laughs) comparing to what we're talking about. Like, your yes. your lights up, you think they're going to be beautiful and perfect, and half of them are and half of them aren't, and you just have to roll with the punches. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Half of my lights are on and half of my lights yes. are on. And great. when it's
2: doubt, decorate for Christmas all year round. That is exactly.
1: For those of you who have never been to Cincinnati, Ohio, and downtown Cincinnati, they have a ice rink that they put in, and it's really beautiful. It's in, like, Fountain Square, and it is really pretty. It is really pretty. It's got the tree. And I was like, Dana, I've never been ice skating downtown. And of course Dana's like such a loyal friend. She's like, We're going. Like, if you want to go, we're gonna go. But there was wait, so wait, wait. many people. I, I,
2: I have to interrupt just for yes. a second because you guys, you ha- you literally don't understand how excited this girl was to go ice skating. She is like in she has this red, this beautiful Kate Spade red, um, Coat, like winter coat, and she's got the hood up and she's skipping and running down the streets of Cincinnati, like so happy, so excited to go ice skating. <laughs> and then, like, and it was great, but then we get on the rink and, like, there are these, like, children, like, that are gonna be Olympians, like, speed skating in circles around us. And we are just gonna- <laughs> the entire time. Do you remember that? Those kids.
1: Like, listen, this is not Frozen. This is not Elsa. Let it go. Like, would you let it go, kiddos? Just, like, relax. (laughs) Like, I don't... But, yes, because I was like, oh, you know, you think in the movies you see, like, Rockefeller Center, and you're like, oh, this is going to be so peaceful. And then you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, like, it was so fun. But I just remember, like, laughing so hard the whole time because I was like, I have so much. I think you and I were like, we have so much respect for hockey players now. Oh, that's right. Yes.
2: is tiny so if anyone out there is listening that like works for the city of cincinnati y'all need to make the rink bigger <laughs> it's just not enough room <laughs> so
1: literally so side note speaking of scrap it i um so shout out to my friend kate barton who's also hey, a comedian kate. here hey kate she wanted I, this is what i was texting you about she wanted to go roller skating for her birthday oh my And, of course, we went to a roller rink on Friday night, which is, like, the hot spot to be. And I was like, all right, scrap it. Molly's starting skating all over again. And I had to keep going to the wall and, like, circling my ankles. (laughs) Because my muscles did not – and, like, these kids are like – I was like, Dana, I think I just hit a child in the face and I didn't even mean to. You were like, "Don't worry, I would have been right there with you."
2: I didn't see Molly like on the news because she accidentally like ran over.
1: <laughs> They'll be like, "I'm like, I don't hate kids. I just fell over one." There's a huge difference in life. Oh, that was me. So oh. What a day! What a day in the life of us going ice skating. God bless. Um, yes. But Absolutely. last but not least, what would you? What advice would you give to people? Who are uh, trying to scrap it? What would you want to tell them? I feel like the
2: biggest thing that I can tell people, and like I realize I have a lot of experience with mental health. Okay, my cat is literally puking in the background. <laughs> I'm so sorry if you hear noises. That's my cat. That's the worst timing ever. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I realize I have a lot of experience in mental health, but outside of that, just coming from a personal standpoint, like of someone who's been through severe depression and having to start over, just do not give up and please reach out to friends and family. If you think they don't understand, they most likely do. And that's the beauty of this is that like, Molly, you and I were going through the same thing and didn't even realize it. And we were both looking at each other like we each each had our shit together, and neither of us felt that way. You know what I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We didn't feel that way about ourselves. So I think don't give up. Reach out to those around you. You might have more in common with people than you think. And honestly, like we're all just trying to make it. You know. Nobody puts like the days that they're struggling out on Facebook. Nobody no. like, you know we don't text our friends like, every single day when something bad happens. like you might text your best friends, but reach out, get support, and just don't give up because it does get better like I and the other thing too, and this will this will be my kind of final comment on it is that like when you're in those times in life your mind lies to you and you think that it is never going to get better and you think it's it's all it's always going to be this way I literally remember thinking in my head like you know what some people just don't have happy endings there are people in life that just don't get to be happy and maybe I'm one of them like that could be a real thing and I'm here to tell you that is not real that's not real it
1: does get better
2: and you have to hang in there
1: Um, and just keep trying. Oh, Dana, well, thank you so much for that last tidbit. I'm going to let you go and take care of your cat uh, because we're going to get cut out (laughs) a little bit. But no, so no, that. you're okay. No, I actually feel kind of bad. I think you think your animal may need some attention. But no, I love you, and uh, you should go back and take care of your cat and grade some papers. But you are the best, and I'm so glad you finally got to be on the podcast. Yes,
2: I love it. I love
1: you. I love you. Take care, babe. Text me okay. later. Bye.
0: Hey everyone, Molly here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Casually Molly Podcast. I really appreciate the support that I've gotten so far, and that this did happen to be the first episode you've listened to on my podcast. Please feel free to casually subscribe to the following options. You can find the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, your Apple podcast app, Google Play, and our host, Podbean. The music that you heard earlier in the episode is called Trust the Bounce. It is by my good friend Super Jazz from Same Difference Music and can be found on all streaming services. As many of you know, we uh, always have different people with many different talents on this podcast. And my best friend from back at home, Dana, who you heard today, she actually is an artist and runs a great little company called Serial Sweetheart Art. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, and on an Etsy shop. Serial Sweetheart Art is described as the bacon and pineapple pizza of Etsy shops. Dana has her own original work, which includes canvases as well as postcards, but she also takes custom requests. So if you would like to request something from Dana, please visit Serial Sweetheart Art on Instagram, Facebook, and on the Etsy shop. Thank you for supporting local businesses, even if they're not inside your area. Everybody always needs a small business, right? But uh, thanks so much again for supporting. And remember, stay casual. Have a lovely rest of your day.